Hi there. Welcome to another edition of Making Money. I'm Gord Whitehead along with the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager. We told you last week we were going to delve into a two-part show this time around called The Waiting Game. And you gave us a little bit of a teaser, Ron. You talked about crocodiles and hummingbirds. So now the floor is yours. Explain, sir. Well, a crocodile in the Mara River on the Serengeti Plain in Africa typically doesn't eat very often. They sit in the water and they wait for the big herd migrations, especially of wildebeest and zebra, and those happen twice a year. So typically, you're looking at a crocodile getting a big meal about once every six months. But then you look at a hummingbird, for example, and I was looking the other day, we've got some hummingbirds in our backyard, and I watched them, and over a period of five minutes, that hummingbird must have gone to 20 different flowers. So a hummingbird hunts for nectar, visiting hundreds of flowers every day. You can almost compare investment styles to are you a crocodile in the way you invest, where you go in big but very seldom, or you're a hummingbird where you're taking very, very small positions and you're trading and you're moving from position to position to position very, very regularly. So we're going to focus today on crocodile investing because the consensus is that the hummingbird is the way to go and I feel that not enough time and energy is spent talking about waiting for the big opportunities and then going all in on them. So today we're going to focus on, and if you wanted another title for this show, it's on learning to be a crocodile. Okay, and, and you did reference in when you made a little tease to this last week is Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, the guys at Berkshire Hathaway. I would suggest they are crocodiles. They are definitely crocodiles. Charlie Munger, who typically, as well as Warren Buffett, speaks and lectures at business schools to young MBA graduates specifically, Charlie Munger summed it up best. He said the big money is not in the buying and selling. In other words, jumping in, jumping out, but in the waiting, waiting for the big opportunities to come along, and then once they come along, to really go all in on those opportunities. Well, they're in a position to do that because they sit on so much cash on a regular basis, don't they? They wait for those opportunities. You know, Warren Buffett, uh, at uh, the CEO of uh, Berkshire Hathaway, uh, he's currently sitting on about $140 billion in cash, so he's got lots of money to take advantage of opportunities when things drop. And he, he gave a lecture uh, a number of years ago, and he said, I can improve your ultimate financial welfare by giving you a ticket with only 20 slots in it that, in other words, you have 20 hole punches. I remember when I was a kid, Gord, uh, that when they built the swimming pool out in the West End, Jasper Place um, public swimming pool, is that my mom would take me down when I was just a little guy and buy me a card. And the card had 10 passes on it. And each time I went to the pool, the lady behind the counter would take the punch and punch out one hole. So this is what they're, they're, Warren Buffett is alluding to especially younger people, they've never heard of, of these hole punch things. But when we were kids, especially, you'd get something and you could get it punched. And, you know, my mom would prepay for, for 10 passes to the, to the pool during the summer. And each time my brother and I would go, we'd hand the card in and we'd get it punched and we'd just have one less opportunity. So that's what Warren Buffett's 
talking about here is uh, the punch card rule. And he said if you only had 20 slots, in other words, 20 punches representing all the investments that you could make in a lifetime, and once you punch through the card, you couldn't make any more investments at all, he said under these rules, you probably think a lot more carefully about what you did and you'd be forced to load up on your really, really good ideas, the ones that you'd spent considerable time thinking through. And he says you'd do so much better. Now, to Warren Buffett, this approach is perfectly obvious. But conventional wisdom is that you trade your way to wealth. You, you, you make hundreds, if not thousands, of little transactions all the time. And at the end of the year, you're going to accrue a lot of wealth. You know, that necessarily hasn't necessarily been the case. Well, I think I know where you're heading with this. Uh, you have to remember, every time you make a trade, there's a cost involved. And, and I think we'll get to that. So do we want to talk about the underrated importance of this, this crocodile focus? Well, what this focus really concentrates your mind on, and the key points to this 20 opportunity or slot rule, is that your odds of success improve when you're forced to direct all your energy and attention to fewer tasks. If you're trying to track hundreds, if not even thousands of stocks, you just simply find it very, very difficult because there is so much data to absorb. So if you focus on one or two areas at a time, especially if you keep your eyes open and you find something that gets very, very inexpensive, and you focus all your energies on that in those areas that have gotten very, very cheap, you spend your time sifting through and looking for the best opportunities, maybe it takes you a week, maybe it takes you a month to do so. But you're focusing your energy on areas that are very, very cheap and have the biggest possibility for a rebound. So this is, it kind of goes back to our best of the best show that we did a couple of weeks back, that the really good stocks that you thought in different sectors would perform very, very well. You focused in on those, right? You looked and said, okay, I've got a whole bunch in the basket here, but I want to pick one out that I think is going to do really well. And this takes that strategy a little bit further, and not only are you looking for really good quality opportunities, but you're taking advantage of when those opportunities get extraordinarily cheap. So not only are you investing in them on a regular basis, but when they get extraordinarily cheap, that's when you're focusing your attention and larger pools of capital to put it in because you're going to get, and we're going to cover this on next week's show, we're going to go over the last 25 years and look at how many opportunities there have been where markets have fallen 25, 50, 75, even 80, 90 percent, where they represented the opportunities of a lifetime, where if you've been focused, you could have really, really done well financially. And by focusing on those opportunities, I know in my own personal life, some of the opportunities where I've taken the time and really focused when they got cheap, like in 1997, when real estate got very, very cheap in Alberta, in 1998, when oil sand stocks were trading at pennies on the dollar, in 2007 to 9, when the stock markets fell through the floor, in 2009 to 2010, when
when real estate in the United States, especially in areas like Arizona and Nevada, were trading at literally 25 cents on the dollar. And the list goes on and on. So in some of those markets, I've been able to do extraordinarily well. In fact, some of those have had outside impact on the total wealth I've been able to build to this point. And some of those, uh, three or four of those opportunities represent literally half of the wealth I've built in my career. So focusing on the big opportunities can be the stepping stone for you to really, really increase your financial security. So you're doing all this work, you're, you're focusing, you're, you're trying to pay attention to the details here, and maybe you come away with a handful of good ideas, and you make the point here you have to relentlessly prune away the good ideas to make way for the great ones. It's kind of like moving. Sometimes you have to part company with that piece of furniture that you cherish, but it's not going to fit in the new place. You have to be ruthless in paring down. And if you wait and you ruthlessly prune down, you, you sift away the mediocre and the not bad ideas, and you focus relentlessly on the really, really great ideas. And that's where the outsized profits are going to be. Now, sometimes you're going to need a little patience for this because opportunities don't roll around every day. Sometimes you have to wait months, maybe even sometimes a year or two, for those big opportunities to come. It doesn't mean you don't invest at all, but while you're waiting for those opportunities, you make sure that you have that big nest egg available to you so when those opportunities come, you have the resources to take advantage of them. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the other side of this, is dabbling in these things. You're talking about making the big, the big push. You're, you're going all in almost, if you will. Dabbling doesn't make profit necessarily, does it? No, dipping your toes a little bit here, a little bit there in the water and, and trying a little of this and a little of that throughout your investment career often is not very successful. In fact, in most cases, it isn't. So if you're following trends, you're in and out. There's some major studies that have been done recently, Gord. University of California did an enormous study with 66,000 households, and they called it trading as hazardous to your health. And what they found is that those families that traded far more aggressively and far more frequently earned average net returns that were 7.1% lower per year than households that traded infrequently. And essentially, they bought, they held, they waited for good opportunities, and then they went in bigger and harder. So the next time you're tempted to become a day trader, lay down on the couch, put a cold rag on your forehead, <laughs> and wait till the feeling goes away. Okay, well, that's a, that, that's a significant study, 66,000 families. Now, you, you see, you have a second example here, too. The people at, at Richardson did some studying on this. You know, Richardson over the years has put out some great stuff on investor behavior. And uh, they did a 30-year study that looked at what would happen if you put $10,000 worth of stocks, and just bought them and put them away for three decades, and they found that it would grow to $150,000. Uh, then they looked at those individuals who every time the market makes the slightest move, they're out and then they wait uh, to get back in. So they used the variable where if the drop, stock market dropped 7.5% and they had to sit in cash for six months before they got back in, how well would they do? Well, they earned $86,000 over that 30-year period. 
was $64,000 less than you would have earned if you were patient. So uh, when it comes to investing, less usually ends up giving you more. You know, I can't help but think of some of the television advertising that's out there right now about these online trading companies and commissions. And we've talked about that, that commissions obviously can eat up a, a portion of your savings, but or, or of your profits. But the long term is really, this is a long game. And I, I think we have to stress that frequently. This isn't something you want to play at. You want to go in here for the long haul, right? The long haul is typically where you, you're going to make your money. And if, if you're a serious investor and you're looking at saving for retirement, then you're looking at the long game. Your opportunities and your, your percentage of success, full outcomes, are far higher if you look at the long game rather than do a lot of training. You know, we've talked, we've, we've probably got at least 10 shows that we've done over the last year and a half, Gord, where we've statistically gone back and look at the huge body of research that's been done on how well does the average investor do if they're a trader or a hummingbird or if they're a crocodile, where they're, they're a lot more patient. And the crocodiles win hands down. In fact, typically, as these two studies just illustrate, that trading, unless you're exceptional at it, over the long term, is not a very profitable way to save for retirement. Okay, so there is a second part to this show, and we talked about, so you, you sort of nibbled away at the edges about the big meltdowns of the last 25 years. These are the opportunities that perhaps you're waiting for when you can really strike and do well, and some of the other fine-tuning that will set you apart as a crocodile instead of a hummingbird. So we'll be back next week with that next installment here on Making Money. Remember, if you have a question, if there's something you're not too sure about, make sure you drop us a line. We'd be happy to address it. Ron will maybe directly address it in an email, or we may touch on it in a future episode of the show. You can reach us through letsmakemoney.ca or through cfcw.com, and we'll be back next week to see why you should be a crocodile instead of a hummingbird. We'll talk with you then. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.